Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay. This is where we look at international football around the world, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. The first thing we need to start off with today, of course, is Nations League. Last night, Costa Rica almost got embarrassed. They went to Curaçao, thinking they might have an easy match. Curaçao came out, and they must have had the whole island there at the game, because after about 70 minutes, it was one-to-one, and Costa Rica, I think, was starting to sweat some bullets. However, they were able to get a late goal and pull out a 2-1 to victory there at Curaçao. What a Nations League victory that is. Costa Rica will be glad to get back home to San Jose on Sunday. Now, of course, it's Friday and we need to talk about the U.S. men's national team. Tonight, they play Canada at Exploria Stadium in Orlando. Kickoff will be 7 o'clock Eastern time. It's on ESPN2. Folks, what a game this is going to be. Last month, you'll remember, the United States national team went to Toronto to play Canada. Thought they were going to have somewhat of an easy time with it. Oh, no, the Canadians came out and ran them out of the stadium. It was an embarrassing loss, 2-0 to Canada. The United States has come back and decided to take control of the game, hopefully. Uh, Greg Burkhalter is going to have to address a couple of things. I mentioned it in Wednesday's uh, podcast that the first thing that needs to be addressed is the passing in the midfield. Sloppy passing in the midfield in Toronto last month in that game. That's what led to USA's downfall. There were turnovers, and two of those turnovers led to goals. There's also got to be better, crisper passing out of the back. Whenever you get caught back there in the back with the ball, you've got to make sure you've got your triangle set up to get the ball out of there. Look for the United States defense to really take control of the game and then hopefully have the midfield take control of the game as well. Michael Bradley will not be playing because of an injury. Christian Pillick will not be playing as well because of an injury. So speaking of the players, let's go over the roster of who the USA is going to have in Orlando tonight. At keeper, Brad Guzan, Atlanta FC. Brad, of course, is known in Europe. He's one of the better goalkeepers in the world. Um, He will be playing at the the starting position. Sean Johnson, New York City FC. He'll be the backup to Brad Guzan. Matt Turner, New England Revolution, will be the third keeper on the team's roster. On defense, John Brooks from Wolfsburg, the Bundesliga. John Brooks, a steady player. Reggie Cannon from SC Dallas. Then there's 19-year-old Serginho Dest. He plays for Ajax in the Dutch League. Now, Serginho Dest is from a Suriname American father and a Dutch mother. He has been given the option to determine whether he wants to play for the U.S. national team or the Dutch national team. Last month, he made the commitment to the U.S. national team. He's 19 years old and he will be probably on the pitch tonight when the USA plays Canada. They say this guy is the real deal. So watch for him tonight. Hopefully he can make an impact. Let's see what happens. Continuing on with the defenders, Nick Lima from the San Jose Earthquakes, Aaron Long from the New York Red Bulls, Daniel Lovitz from the Montreal Impact, Tim Ream from Fulham of the EPL, DeAndre Yedlin, who plays for the Magpies of Newcastle in the EPL, and Walker Zimmerman, from LAFC. That's the defense for the U.S. national team. In the midfield, Sebastian Leggett from the LA Galaxy, Weston McKinney, who plays for Schalke, Alfredo Morales, who plays for Dusseldorf, and he does a very good job there, Christian Roldan from Seattle. Boy, what a game he played in the MLS final against Toronto. He was really, really strong. Will Trapp from Columbus Crew, 
and Jackson Yule from the San Jose Earthquake. Those are your midfielders for the U.S. national team. Up front, Paul Ariola from D.C. United. Tyler Boyd, who plays over in Turkey with Besiktas. Jordan Morris plays for the Seattle Sounders. And if you watch the MLS final game, Jordan Morris was unbelievable. He ran up and down the field. He created space. I hope he can have a game like that when they play Canada tonight. Josh Sargent from Werder Bremen of the Bundesliga and Jada Zardes from the Columbus Crew. Those are the forwards for the U.S. national team. Once again, ESPN 2, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, USA Canada from Orlando. Let's hope the red, white, and blue can make a statement. Now, in Nations League action also uh, tonight, it's going to be Mexico and Panama playing in Mexico City. Then on Saturday, Guatemala is going to host Puerto Rico, and El Salvador will be hosting Montserrat. Costa Rica and Honduras, as I said, have home matches on Sunday. Turning our attention now to the Under-17 World Cup down in Mexico, what a tournament that has been. They had the semifinals with Mexico playing Holland and Brazil playing France on Thursday. Mexico and Holland went to 1-1 after 90 minutes, so the uh, game went to penalty kicks. In that uh, segment, Mexico was able to win 4-3, so Mexico goes on to the final. Then in the second game, what a match this was. France had Brazil on the ropes for the first 60 minutes. Then Brazil gets a good header in the goal, and after that took control of the match. And going down to the wire, Brazil comes out with a 3-2 win. So on Sunday at 5 o'clock Eastern time on Fox Sports 2, it's going to be Brazil and Mexico for the Under-17 World Cup Championship. That's going to be played at the Brasileirao Stadium that is in Brasilia, Brazil. Moving on now to Euro qualifying, which has been some really great action and some great uh, results as well. On Thursday, Turkey and Iceland played in Istanbul, and they came out with a 0-0 draw. That's a uh, moral victory, you might say, for the folks from Iceland. England hosted Montenegro, did what they were supposed to do, England 7, Montenegro 0. Czech Republic hosted Kosovo at Prague, and that was quite a match indeed. It was supposed to be a close match. It didn't disappoint Czech Republic eking out a 2-1 victory over Kosovo. Serbia taking Luxembourg 3-2, although I'm surprised Serbia gave up two goals to Luxembourg. Portugal hosted Lithuania, did what they were supposed to do there, and Portugal comes away with a 6-0 victory. France hosting Moldova. It was a closer game than it should have been, France eking out a 2-1 victory over Moldova in Paris. Albania and Andorra. They played in Tirana, and Andorra was able to scratch out a 2-2 tie and did not leave empty-handed. They left with a point. Now, Friday, there's a full slate of games on the Euro qualifier list. Finland will be hosting Liechtenstein. Armenia will be hosting Greece. Norway is going to host the Faroe Islands. Switzerland will be hosting Georgia. Denmark will be hosting Gibraltar. Malta travels to Spain. Sweden and Romania will be playing in Bucharest. That game determines who comes out of Group F in second place. The Italians will be traveling to Bosnia-Herzegovina. On Saturday, the Scots have to go down to Cyprus and play down there. Azerbaijan will be hosting Wales. 
Belgium will be at Russia. That game is in St. Petersburg. I can't imagine it's going to be very warm there. San Marino hosting Kazakhstan. Latvia will be at Slovenia. Austria will be hosting North Macedonia. What a qualification group Austria has had. Slovakia, Slovakia rather, at Croatia. Belarus at Germany. Poland travels to Israel. And Holland will be at Northern Ireland. That stadium in Belfast will be rocking for sure. Luxembourg hosts Portugal. England will be at Kosovo. Czech Republic at Bulgaria. Iceland at Moldova. Turkey at Andorra. And France at Albania. Serbia will be hosting Ukraine. Now, looking at the Euro qualifying groups, as far as those teams that are having unbelievable records, we got several teams that do not have any losses. Group B, Ukraine has no losses. Group D, Denmark, clean sheet. Group E, Croatia, clean sheet. Group F, we've got Spain with no losses. Norway with no losses as well, but Norway has three ties. Group G, Austria, no losses. Great, great tournament for them so far. Group H, France. Group I, Belgium and Russia have all wins, no losses, no ties. And in Group J, the Italians are making a statement with no losses. Moving on now to the Africa Cup of Nations qualifying. Lots of games going on in Wednesday's action. Cameroon and Cape Verde Islands tied 0-0. Nigeria basically uh, played a very... Tight, sloppy, I don't know how you want to call it, but they came away barely with a 2-1 win at home, and they were playing Benin, who is not a very good soccer country to begin with. I'm not trying to knock Benin, but I'm just saying that Nigeria on paper is a lot better than Benin. Nigeria should have won that game a little bit uh, more handily. Angola, at home, lost to Gambia. Gambia 3, Angola 1. Senegal at home, shutting out Congo 2-0. Sudan, in Khartoum, taking on Sao Tome and Principe, coming away with a 4-0 victory. On Thursday, Mozambique shut out Rwanda 2-0 at Mozambique. It was the Comoros going into Togo and coming away with a 1-0 victory. Egypt, without their superstar Salah, who was on the shelf for a few weeks with an injury, Egypt only was able to manage a tie at home against Kenya. Mali and Guinea tied at 2 in Mali. Ghana shut out South Africa in sort of an upset there. Ghana winning 2-0 at home. Congo DR and Gabon played to a 0-0 draw, while Algeria took care of Zambia in Algiers 5-0. Now Friday, Morocco and Mauritania will play in Morocco. Tunisia will host Libya. Saturday, Ivory Coast and Niger, Madagascar and Ethiopia will play. Then on Sunday, there is a full slate of games for the African Nations League. Burkina Faso will go to South Sudan, Mali at Chad, Malawi at Uganda. Sudan will be at South Africa. Eswatini will be hosting Senegal. Benin will be hosting Sierra Leone. Namibia will be hosting Guinea. Rwanda hosting Cameroon. Nigeria at Lesotho. Congo hosting Guinea-Bissau. Gabon will be hosting Angola. And they're only separated by a portion of the Congo. So that's more or less a neighborly get-together. Quite a list of friendlies uh, going on this weekend because this is a FIFA weekend. So we've got uh, these games 
that are going on on Thursday. Qatar shut out Singapore 2-0. Ukraine shut out Estonia 1-0. It was Paraguay 1, Bulgaria nothing in Sofia. Good weather there, partly cloudy and high 40s, which is kind of unusual for Bulgaria this time of year. They played at Vasilovsky Stadium. Uh, Paraguay pretty much dominated the game. As a matter of fact, in the statistics, Paraguay had seven corners to Bulgaria's two. Iceland defeating New Zealand 3-1, and Ecuador in Quito shutting out Trinidad and Tobago 3-0. On Friday, of course, you've been hearing about this game, Brazil and Argentina. Now, they're going to play in Saudi Arabia. That's right, in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia at King Saad Stadium. Sort of an exhibition-type match, but I can't believe that Brazil and Argentina are going to play a friendly. They usually don't play friendlies when they get together. It's going to be on B in Sport at 12 noon Eastern time, Brazil and Argentina in Saudi Arabia. Now, a little farther away and coming a little farther west, uh, in Budapest, Hungary and Uruguay will play. This is to uh, rededicate the stadium in uh, Budapest, Puskas Arena. Back in the day when Hungary was behind the Iron Curtain, you didn't hear much about Puskas Arena, but it was one of the bigger soccer stadiums in the world, holding a little over 100,000 people. Well, they've kind of remodeled it, reshaped it, made it more modern. Kind of did the same thing as what they did to the Monarchana down in Brazil before the World Cup. So uh, to commemorate the opening of this stadium and rededicate it, uh, Hungary has invited Uruguay to come in and play an exhibition match that will be at 1 o'clock Eastern time in Budapest. Then at Miami's Hard Rock Stadium, 7.30 Eastern time, and there's no American TV of this game, Peru will be playing Colombia. Again, that's at Miami's Hard Rock Stadium. And then uh, the Colombian team will get on an airplane after that game and fly up north to Harrison, New Jersey. And on November the 19th, they will play Ecuador at Red Bull Arena in Harrison. I can't believe it's going to be... Uh, too warm up there for both those teams, but it'll be interesting to see how that friendly turns out. I'd like to thank uh, my daughter, Lauren McClay, for her technical help on this program, along with my son, DC McClay, for all his ideas. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll be back with you on Monday with another edition of Kicks and Dribbles. And in the meantime, don't let your life have too many yellow cards. <laughs>